Today on the Button Up Podcast, we have Jordan O'Brien from formerly the YouTube channel Gentleman's Cove, now Jordan O'Brien. Jordan, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. So when I started my channel, I made a list of all the YouTube channels that I was like inspired by, and I put in, for whatever reason, I put stats down. I put in your views and your subscribers at the time. And at the time, when I started my channel in 2015, you were at 82,000 subscribers, and now today I think you're approaching half a million, so that's some great growth. But I'd like to start out even earlier, because I've, I've caught pieces of your story as I've watched your channel over the years, but uh, I just want to introduce you and, and more of your story to our audience. So what are some of the uh, the earliest days you like to talk about? Yeah, I mean, the earliest days that that I have gone through basically was just a kid coming out of high school who didn't really, I mean, who had an idea of what fashion and style was but never really had a uh well also hairstyles but never really had a uh a grasp or someone to kind of help me with that kind of aspect of my life so that's where I turned to the internet and didn't see much of a a presence of a male community where it came to hairstyles grooming or like fashion especially on YouTube uh so I figured if I was gonna kind of embark on my own journey I figure other people might be embarking on their own journeys as well and not have that kind of voice so that's basically how I started everything just to kind of help myself grow and help other people help other guys who were in the same position as myself uh, grow into a a guy who cared about their appearance or cared about the way they dressed Uh, especially if they didn't if they didn't look at it in a serious sense like that so that's basically how my early days kind of started on the whole social media platform. And I did just see you did that video where you put up old pictures of yourself. And I have to say a lot of those parallel what I looked like in, in middle school and high school. So that was like comforting <laughs> almost. But um, Oh, yeah, very embarrassing. <laughs> I know the skate, the skate brands, the long hair, all that. It was uh, oh, yeah. that was totally me. But how did you – what were some of the earliest people that you either followed or like inspired you to really get into it? Well, when I first, when I first started – I wasn't so much into the, I was still trying to figure out my own style, I guess you could say. So I was more into the, the hair at the time. So the earliest people that I, that I followed and looked up to were kind of like the people of like Slick Hair TV, Emil and Rasmus. Um, I, and that was, that was pretty much it really for me. Like then I didn't, even to this day, I don't really, uh, know a lot of people on YouTube like I kind of just stick to like my own little bubble which could be bad or it could be good in the long the you know the grand scheme of things but back then it was basically slick hair and some other people that were a lot smaller like in in the fashion world that I looked at but didn't really um didn't really motivate me to start making fashion videos but it was like uh people who don't who no longer have channels or no longer use YouTube as a as a platform people like uh, Jacob Keller who was a uh, a pretty predominant YouTuber back in the day one of the OG um, men's kind of like sneaker slash fashion influencers but other than that it was mainly just those two because there, there wasn't really that many people to 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 look to look up to really yeah it sounds like there was 
sort of a void to be filled back then, which was a good timing for you. I want, I wonder like what, what were you doing in that time? You said it was after high school, but did you start the channel like as a business or were you working in another job or in school or what else was going on in your life back then? <laughs> so back then I, yeah, I just graduated high school. I originally had an, uh, my first channel I made on YouTube actually wasn't, had nothing to do with any type of hair grooming, fashion, anything. It was actually more of like a, like an opinion based, like vlog skit channel. I, I wanted to be kind of like a, a comedian, I guess you could say, but, uh, people only really cared about how I did my hair. They didn't really care about the content I was putting out. They just wanted to know how I did my hair. Um, but then I started going to college. So I went to college and I was working as a part-time bartender slash server at Applebee's of all places. And, uh, yeah, I was just, I wasn't, I'd never created YouTube thinking that like you could make money off of it. I always thought that like, people who were getting just free clothes or something like that was like more than enough payment for me. I didn't like, no one asked me like what my rates were or anything like that. It was all just, Hey, if like, this is as time went on, if, if I wanted like a, a free pair of shoes and I was like, Oh my gosh, like a free pair of shoes. Yes. Like I didn't even know that that was a thing. So like YouTube was pretty, pretty new back then, back in like 2000 and nine 2010 is when I started like looking at YouTube videos and I didn't really know that you could make a business out of it I was just doing it for fun I just wanted to um make funny videos and put them on a place where people could watch them because I had taken some video production classes in high school and I wanted to continue doing that so I just saw YouTube as a place to put funny videos and then it turned into you know whatever it is now <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's funny. That's actually kind of a theme with people that we talk to on this podcast where like their current channel or their current platform isn't their first attempt. Like they did something else and a lot of times it was something totally different like with your, you know, sketch comedy. Yeah, it was a, that was those those days were those videos are still up, so they're you can actually kind of I think you can still find them. I should probably take that link down on my on my main channel cuz they're pretty embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we won't link to those in the show notes, but uh, <laughs> when did that start to change? Like when was there a, a time or a moment when you thought, wow, this, this actually could be something that I could make a living off of or do full time? Yeah. So what, like I said, I was doing all these little skit things and then randomly someone asked me on my, I had a Tumblr back in the day. Somebody asked me on my Tumblr how I did my hair because I was really into like that greaser look, like that 50s, like rockabilly greaser look. And apparently around 2010, maybe 2012, like I don't really remember. Apparently that was a very trendy kind of haircut or hairstyle, I'm assuming, because I just randomly made a hairstyle uh, or a, a video on how to do a pompadour. And... I, there was there was no editing there was no music there was nothing it was like 14 minutes long and my phone was it, i used my phone and i set it up in the medicine cabinet of my bathroom and i made that video and that was my first i guess my first taste at what viral means because i didn't in a sense of viral it got like you know, like 400,000 views, but my, my videos prior to that were getting, you know, 500 or a thousand, like my sketch stuff. 
And I was like, what the heck is this? Why are people watching this? And then people started asking for more and more, like, do David Beckham, do this celebrity, do this soccer player? And I was like, well, this might be something that I could run with, I think. So I, that's when I decided to make my second channel, which was The Gentleman's Cove, because I was going to use my other channel as strictly sketches and, you know, vlogs or whatever it may be, and then do anything that revolved around grooming or hair care or fashion on this new channel since I could, so I was trying to like diversify myself, but yeah, the hair stuff just took off. And that's when I realized, okay, I can still go to school. I can make some money, I guess, off of this YouTube thing that I didn't think I could do. And I could also work part-time. So it helped me. Uh, I'm happy to say that I have no debt or loans. I was able to pay off college just by going to work and doing YouTube. So that was nice. That's awesome. And, and what were you studying in school? Was it anything related to like video or, or um, marketing or anything like that or fashion? Oh, not at all. The complete 100% opposite. I, uh, I majored in cultural geography and uh, yeah, nothing to do with any type of fashion world, marketing, business, nothing. That's why everything that I, everything that I've done is like self taught, I guess you could say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That that is one thing that I noticed with when I first found your channel. It it was one of your uh, hairstyling videos, or it might have been a product review. And this was like, you know, a few years ago, like before, kind of like the slow mo, super edited, um, really cool music was was like mainstream. And I remember your video had all that going on. And it was it almost it. I was like, am I watching like a like a commercial? like production quality uh, here on YouTube. And so it was like really unique. And I remember that was my first impression of your channel. So he definitely had some, some video production chops back then. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that's Yeah. That's my main, that's even going forward today. That's my main goal is to kind of ideally in a perfect world, I would love it to look at like a, like a visual magazine. That's how I like a visual like GQ or Vogue or something like that. I'd love it to be a very cinematic aesthetic kind of production value, but it also takes a lot of time to do that. And nowadays with YouTube, taking time to make videos is detrimental to your growth. So it's kind of a, 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 a wish wash on what you can do and what you want to do. So it's, but I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, man. What what do you think about the whole quality versus quantity thing? That's something that John and I talk about all the time, because it does seem like the YouTube algorithm, at least right now, is really favoring channels that put out a lot of content. But like you're saying, it takes a long time to put out really, really great content. So where do you fall on that? That's uh, a it's a it's a, a like a double edged sword. Like I could see the benefits, and I could see that the the I've 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 even done work with. Uh, Ashley Weston I don't know if you know of her or anything like that but she is a, a grinder and she does the majority of all of her content and videos within a, a two-day span so she, if she is producing three or four videos a week for a whole month she'll try and film them all within two to three days and for me I mean that's incredible I can't even fathom doing that just because I like to I'm like really meticulous with how I want my stuff to look. And if it doesn't look a certain way, I won't, I won't like it and I won't need to refilm it. Like I've refilmed the videos six, seven times just because it's like, man, I could make that so much better in this spot or so much better in that spot. But 
no, I, I could see the benefits of it. But for me personally, like I want to be more known as like a, as a creator who makes things like look really pretty, like looks, makes things look beautiful, makes them kind of like put the time and effort into like making it a very high quality kind of something that, something that I would want to watch. I don't, I watch videos now and then that are made from the content creators that make them every day, but it's not really the videos that I, that, in, that interest me. So I would like to make like content that I would like to sit down and watch on my free time as well. So I stand more on the, the quality side rather than the quantity side. Um, so sometimes that's once a week, twice a week or once every two weeks or something like that it just depends on my mood <laughs> so you started out you, you focused on youtube when did you start kind of diversifying into other platforms because i know you you're pretty good following on instagram as well yeah instagram used to be just a completely personal platform like it just used to be where i posted pictures like of my cats or like baseball or random things that were just like in my like like you know every normal average day kind of people like what what instagram is probably is what instagram is probably made for is like the everyday person but um i just started linking it really to to my uh my youtube videos because back in the day like instagram obviously came out much later than youtube um but like i said it was just personal and i, and I just would link it every now and then on my youtube videos that would garner a lot of attention whether it was like the hairstyle videos it would get whatever views that they get i would just link it and i never expected people to like go out and follow it but if you you can even scroll back to like the first posts that i have they're just <laughs> they use like the built-in instagram filters like the toaster filter where it's like just super like uh warm and like orange but uh ever since when, when it started gaining more popularity I started taking it more seriously because as time went on, I transitioned away from kind of like the hairstyling and hair like grooming scene because I wanted to branch more into the fashion world. Cause that's what I'm like more passionate about. Um, so I started using Instagram as a means to uh, kind of diversify myself away from that YouTube aesthetic that I love and just putting it in like a picture form. So that's that's when it started kind of just getting better for me on Instagram. I'll just link it to my YouTube as to this day. Uh, people ask me like, oh, how did you get the following on Instagram? I was like, I, I honestly have no idea. I think it just came from YouTube. I, that's the only explanation I really have. It's all about that hair. A little bit every day. It's all, it's, it's all about the hair. It's all about if I cut my hair off, I'd, I'd be a no, I'd have nothing. <laughs> no way. That's, uh, I think there's a lot of people that follow you for the personality too. I hope so. I hope so. And will you be uh, getting into IGTV at all? I think so. I think that's a. Uh, I think that could be something that is exciting for the future. I mean, you've seen what Instagram has done to Vine and Periscope and Snapchat. Really, they kind of if they produce something that's similar to those other apps, those apps kind of fizzle out i'm not saying they're it's gonna fizzle out youtube but it could be its own new kind of beast and there's not many at least on the in the there's more 
men's fashion and men's grooming kind of influencers on Instagram because, you know, pictures are a little bit easier and it's a little easier to kind of follow and grasp, excuse me, on uh, through picture form uh, rather than video form, at least in my opinion. So uh, the fact that they are allowing creators now to make things that could range from 10 to 10 minutes to an hour could be something that's super beneficial and not many men's fashion people on Instagram have, well, maybe they do. I, I don't know their, their personal life, but at least a lot of them don't have YouTube channels as well. So they might not have a lot of, um, uh, what's the word? A lot of like practice in video. So for the people that do have a crossover between Instagram and YouTube, it could be a good opportunity to be one of the first to start doing Instagram videos on men's fashion to garner a whole new audience. So I think it, I think I will try it. Um, it could be pretty fun, I think. Yeah, it definitely seems like uh, kind of like a right timing opportunity. The The part that, that I'm trying to wrap my head around is like, do you retrofit what you're doing on YouTube for IGTV or do you create original content and vertical just for IGTV? Yeah, that's, that's the thing because I've seen... I've seen some people do what you said and retrofit kind of like their widescreen videos and it doesn't really look as good as it would if it was vertical. Like, you know, some of the text could be cut off because it's somewhere else on a horizontal screen. But actually, it's funny you brought that up because my business partner and good friend Carlos Roberto and I uh, just did some videos the other day where we would get the same shots, one in you know, landscape form and one in vertical form, just so we could have both, uh, I guess, both angles to post on YouTube and on Instagram. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it might just be, I mean, take another extra 20 seconds. I mean, it, it could be different if you're doing a whole, like, talking segment. It could be completely different because then you're going to have to, you know, redo a whole segment. But when it comes to, like, lookbooks or something that's, like, cinematic, if you just take an extra 20 seconds just to pause and flip the camera vertical, it might not be such a bad idea. Um, but for the for the talking part, I could see how that could be troublesome. <laughs> totally. It does seem like the first platform that could really take on YouTube, though, from a video standpoint. Yeah, it definitely could. I I mean, I don't really know much about, like, tech or, you know, the numbers that YouTube pulls in or anything like that. But I know Instagram... I think they just reached over a billion users or something like that, which is insane. Um, so I think it could definitely be at least in competition. If not, it could be like the next, um, like YouTube would be its own thing. And then Instagram TV would be its own thing. And people would choose whether they go to Instagram or, or YouTube. That's what I think it might be. I don't know if it'll take over YouTube because YouTube itself is just, a monstrosity but it definitely could be that like parallel competitor that you know competes with it i think one of the best examples i've seen so far is john mayer did a video for igtv making new light and it was shot in vertical video and he even addresses it right in the beginning he says oh this is going to be vertical so he's like he's already trying to help people get over that and the video was shot really well it was like eight minutes long but then somebody else who does this well is brian sakawa at he spoke style because i know right when instagram launched video he had a video out he just put an ig tv video up uh, this weekend and so 
it's always cool to experiment with those things. I even put one of my vertical videos up, the James Bond. I'd like put a teaser up for the James Bond video I just did, and uh, nice. it cut off. It, the text was cut off and everything, but it was worth trying out. Yeah, it's always fun to experiment because you know there's nothing to lose and everything to gain. So it's a it's a good it's a good place to kind of just have fun with it, and it's refreshing. It might be something new, and it might spark your creativity or like inspiration or motivation to you know go out there and like you could like kind of start over fresh you know so it could be a a great opportunity for people for sure yeah so what point did you start to reach out to other youtubers because i know you've connected with quite a few uh through some collaborations uh mainly when i thought that they would respond to me (laughs) no just kidding um mainly just uh through just kind of through friends and if it would if it seemed like a mutually kind of like if it made sense like you know if it wouldn't make sense if i like reached out to someone who did like dog videos you know it's like if it made sense for people um that that worked well with with that person and myself um that's really that's really the time it that kind of helped or like if i was in a certain area and i've always like looked up to someone like for instance ashley like i I saw Ashley, uh, her videos, and I was like, man, these are really awesome. Like, these are kind of, they're different, and it's also coming from a completely different perspective. It'd be cool to kind of, like, just talk to her and have a fun little chat with that. Other than that, like, just kind of, they kind of just randomly pop up, and it's like, oh, I didn't even know you kind of knew who I was, and yeah, I'd love to, like, do something with you guys. That'd be fun. But now I, I want to do stuff with more, like, uh, I want to reach out with like a lot of like the smaller community as well because um it's hard for people these days on youtube because it's very saturated and the algorithm is algorithm is super tough to break through with but just to show the love to um some other either some smaller creators or just people who um maybe are looking for i'm not saying that i could provide like a crazy boost and uh like viewership or notoriety but just to help out people who want to do stuff on this on the platform but are a little more um less less opportunity to do it because of how youtube is structured right now so uh i'm still reaching out to people to figure out how i could do that and how we can all work, work together and have fun yeah that's a great mentality so then what are you looking that's what you're really focused on now what are you looking forward to uh either growing the channel or upcoming video topics? Yeah, I mean, ideally, I would love to... There's a lot of... Um, not necessarily new, but there's a lot of really awesome men's, like, fashion. And by fashion, I mean, like, true, like, so knowledgeable. Like, it's insane. Like, I wish I was that knowledgeable as well because, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to steer clear of, like, the whole, um, like, men's hairstyle thing because... I was kind of getting only known for that, like as the guy with hair. And I want to be kind of, I want to be, I don't know, I want to be looked at as kind of like a a place for knowledge when it comes to, you know, brands or fashion or style or that kind of stuff. Um, So there's a lot of really cool, especially in London, where like street style and high fashion and like really like designer, designer fashion is prevalent over there. Um, a lot of the Euro- European bloggers or YouTubers such as like there's a guy named Sanj that I really, really am inspired by and he's much, much smaller, but he's a 
he has amazing style, amazing fashion. There's a guy named Magnus that I uh, really like. I've never spoken to him, but I've spoken to the, my, the guy I just mentioned, Sanj. Um, ideally, it would be, would be to grow and reach a more fashion-centered audience. Um, one, people who aren't necessarily afraid to like step outside the box and kind of do things against the norm or just who people who aren't um, so... Because in a lot of places, fashion is kind of judged on. You know, you get judged by the way you dress a lot of the times. Um, so trying to reach a more open-minded audience when it comes to fashion and kind of um, just if people want to rock with the fashion that or the style that I have, because I like to mix certain things here and there, like more contemporary but with a very vintage feel, kind of giving it like that modern vintage kind of feel. Um, just kind of growing an audience that – appreciates that and also wants to step outside their box and learn more about their own style sense, but also collaborating with the the people who uh, are very knowledgeable in the field that I could learn from as well. Cause I know I'll be the first to admit that I know next to nothing when it comes to fashion. Like I said, I didn't do anything in school for it. So learning, building and growing are my ultimate goals. And then hopefully uh, starting my own fashion label in the, in the near future. That's exciting stuff, man. And speaking of uh, product lines, you, you're one of the, I'd say, few YouTube YouTubers or creators that have uh, taken the leap into actual physical products with, with your um, hair products. So what, yeah, what prompted that and um, I guess how, how's it going? Any advice for, for someone else who wants to make that transition? Yeah, it's a, it's like, I, I so... Like I said, I mentioned my, my business partner and best friend, Carlos Roberto. He has a um, he has a more knack and a feel for business. He, uh, he has his own uh, shoe brand, so he kind of knows like the back end workings of, of business. And on the other hand, I know nothing. <laughs> but um, it was kind of just an opportunity to help kind of like fill a gap. Once again, more like filling gaps. Like when it comes to like starting YouTube, I tried to – to get into a space where there, I felt like there was a, a gap to get into. And also in the hair product world, um, I feel like a lot of products were saturating the market with kind of doing the same thing for your hair, but just having a different name on it. So I just kind of wanted to, he and I wanted to just kind of get out there. And since we were kind of back in the day known for doing hairstyle videos, it kind of made sense to, well, if I'm going to do hairstyle videos, might as well, use a product that's going to benefit me for me and the viewers, both in terms of, um, you know, styleability and actually getting the video to look the way you want to look, but also for myself for, uh, monetary reasons, because, you know, having a, you know, running this as your full-time job, you know, you need to make money somehow. And by all means, it's not a cheap, way to make money it's very expensive to do that stuff but if anybody wants to do it you can 100 percent do it um with just phone calls all you have to do is call people and get quotes and get minimums and get uh just knowledge on the situation and what you want to do and then after that it just comes down to what you can invest into the business and and uh getting the product out there the one that you love and eventually you'll see a return on it but so far it's going good and 
uh, like I said, if I could do it, anybody can do it because I have absolutely no background in business or hair products or anything like that. Um, just got to find a manufacturer that you trust and make something that you like. It's pretty much the gist of the hair product world. <laughs> That's very cool, man. Well, we like to do something here uh, toward the end of our episodes where we ask our, our guests a series of rapid fire questions just real quick, like one word answer, um, questions about style and, and lifestyle. If, if you're down. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I'm, I hope I don't uh, make myself look like an idiot, but I'm good. I'm down. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, let's, let's do it. So first question, Oxfords or Brogues? Brogues. Nice. Loafers or sneakers? Loafers, 100%. <laughs> Spring, summer or fall, winter? Oh, fall, winter. Morning or evening shower? Uh, morning. Okay. Jeans, chinos, or trousers? Trousers all day, every day. <laughs> nice. I think that's the first. Uh, that's the first answer we've had. It was. It was uh, definitively trousers. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Me or, or I don't own any. I don't own any chinos, and I'm actually looking at all of my jeans right now, and I've probably i think i have probably like 20 or 25 and i wear two so i should probably get rid of the majority of them i wear a black pair i wear a a khaki pair and i wear a blue pair and that's it (laughs) yeah man time for some closet cleaning i feel you on that one (laughs) yeah god it's horrible (laughs) all right i got i got two more for you Um, all right notch lapels or peak lapels peak Peak, okay. And then for suits and jackets, navy or charcoal? Navy. I like navy. Uh, Navy's a little more, uh, it gives me a more vintage feel for some reason. It gives me just a little more dapper. I don't know why. I just, that's what I go to though. Navy for sure. Very nice, man. Well, you've uh, successfully navigated our rapid fire questions and uh, got some unique answers there. So thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Well, that's great, Jordan. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Gonna excited to watch you grow and, and work with some smaller YouTubers. I know um, even talking to Carlos Escobar is, is one of those guys and yeah. um, connected with him as well. So looking forward to seeing you grow and, and progress. And I'm actually in San Francisco quite a bit, so maybe we can uh, we can link up and we'll have you on in the future to talk about your, your success. Thank you for listening to the Buttoned Up Podcast, a collaboration between John Shanahan of The Cavalier and Brock McGough of Modest Man, and we'll see you next week.